This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Vespa Nation and Winch Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 229, Not a Goal of a Chance. Not at all. Not nope. at all. So much goal scoring. So much. Yeah. So many goals. Isn't it amazing when you lead the league in goals? They're, they're a scoring machine. This team can't be stopped. I know. I know. It's, it's amazing. It really is. <sighs> yeah. So, not a great week for the Red Bulls. I mean, I guess there's a positive in that they won an Open Cup match. Nobody cares. Except they had two sure. players go off injured in that game. So, hooray. Yeah, Collins injured and Fran got injured in front of, what, uh, 20 fans? It's at least 30. No, that was like 30. 30. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it seem less important than it actually is. And then Aaron Long went off, too. So, hooray. So, great week for the Red Bulls. Great, great, great week. Yep. That was a treat. You know what's amazing? When you are the second worst scoring team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but Jesse Marsh said at the beginning of the season they were going to score lots of goals. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to, we can expect a lot over you know, the second half of the season. But one goal a game average is not good. <laughs> I'm Especially, amazed that it's a one goal a game average. It, it's exactly one goal a game right now. Well, if you played strong it's defense it's like uh, Colorado Rapids did a couple of years ago, I think it was last year when they couldn't score. Uh, you can say, oh, wait, that's right. One of our starting center backs got hurt in the Open Cup. Gee, Pat, tell us how you really feel. Fucking Open Cup. Uh, all right. So Red Bulls hosted NYCFC in a repeat of a game from 10 days before. And this time they lost. Because why the fuck not, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we even have tweets for this one? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. We got plenty of tweets. All right. Let's, let's do the, the tweets first. So, who wants to bring them up? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Pat, do you have them up? Or do you want me to? Let me see. Uh, I do have them up. Um, okay, good. I, I don't know if this first one came in uh, at halftime or, uh, at, a, or at, a, at the end of the game, but it's from our good friend Zach Wasink, where he just has a gif, which I don't know if it's – I think it might be from Game of Thrones, but – Someone marching through, shaking a bell, saying "shame, shame, shame," which is it was three twenty-eight. So it was after. This was probably right after the game was over. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got and, another one. And, from... and it was a Game of Thrones reference, by the way. It was a Game of Thrones. Okay. Yes. It, it looked too modern to be from. It's, it's, it's the shame. It's the shame nun from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch that show. Uh, anyway, we got the next one is from Chico at Chico FFS. And he says, can we expedite Marsh's Europe relocation? 
I uh, actually uh-huh. tweeted after the game that maybe this was the game he should have run off the field into a taxi <laughs> to the airport yeah. back to Europe. It might have been if a good... there was a time to run away, this would have been the time <laughs> to run away. Uh, and we got another one. Uh, Helst at birthday, exclamation point, which uh, Twitter account at H at underscore Helst underscore. Who is your cow and cow and cow and cow and cow? I mean, I like to tweet, but that's not our show. That's not our gimmick. It is the wrong show, but I'll take it. <laughs> yes, it is, it is a tweet that's worthy to be read still. I guess you could say, what did we not like and not like? What else did we not like? Name 50 more things we didn't like. <laughs> uh, Tan Solo, who's at Tojo Kasparak, said, when is the time to ring the alarm bells? Well, getting close. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Especially now that our fucking center back's out. Yeah, but do we know how long he's out for? Who cares? Who cares? This is I why care. you don't risk starters in front of 30 fans. I care, damn it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right, next uh, tweet. See, obviously, as you can see, we get the hate. When the uh, team sucks. <laughs> Red Stripes SC. You guys need to bring the fire this week. No 20-minute stat update chat. When, when do we do 20-minute stat updates? Yeah, I don't know. I think we should start doing it. <laughs> I, mean, I think we just lead off long. with 20-minute stat updates. Uh, and then the final tweet about this game is from Christos Daglas at ChristosD21. And it's simply hashtag... March out. So, it's a, popu- a popular theme this week. <laughs> if our Twitter is to be believed, the fan base has turned against Jesse Marsh. Well, I mean, that that tweet to us, there's only been like three after that with the hashtags. So not everybody's reacting that way, but still. A lot of it a lot of it did come the day of. So mm-hmm. Alright, let's can we dig in? Can we dig into the game this weekend? Uh, we do have an we email get into that first. first. We still have an email. Oh, okay. Which I think All right. which I think will lead into what we're gonna talk about anyway, so we might as well do this. Remember the fans bring the right. hate when we lose. Alright, so Chris from Kingston, New York writes us and he says Given the results, it's tough to accept Jesse Marsh missing almost all of the preparation for the New York Derby while laying Poland for his UEFA coaching license. But what makes it worse is his insistence that the loss to NYC quote has nothing to do with him. How does this sit with you? And I'm going to read this whole email because I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about all this. So, anyway. And speaking of reeking, what do you think of Sasha Kleshin now as, quote, one of the best box-to-box players in MLS? In, or MLS, in his humble opinion. I never drank the Kool-Aid on Kleshin, but his 23 unsuccessful passes and crosses and two poor corners in the derby remind me more of his Chivas USA caliber days. Uh, the transfer window can't come soon enough. Whew. Who wants to touch it first? Um, uh, my, my dislike was going to be him gone, or cluster, or not cluster, uh, Marsh gone all week. So I'll take it. Okay. So, so let's go. Point number one. All right. Go so ahead. I actually fucking agree that it's mar- that part of this loss is on Marsh being away for the whole week. Because how are you the head coach? Now I, I understand you need to get your coaching license and all that stuff, but how can you say this has nothing to do with you? You were gone the whole week, which means you left it up to your assistants. And I, um, I'm assuming the assistants was game planning around what you had already set up. Because I assume this preparation was done before he left. So I operating under that assumption, that means that 
the coaching staff was setting this up the way that you wanted it, whether you were there or not. It was going to be your game plan. Now, because you're not there, that means some things are going to be lost in translation. Not everything's going to come through. If you ever try to play a game on telephone, you get to the third person, the message is already screwed up. Imagine trying to coach secondhand. Like, I can't imagine it's that easy. And you come back the night before. It's not even like he had a full day with the team where at least there's that aspect of it where he can get more practice in. No, he came back the night before for a 1.30 p.m. game. So he didn't have time to talk to the team. Didn't get probably didn't get a great feel for who was doing well in uh, practice, who wasn't. So I am putting a good part of this on March. And, and don't get me wrong, the players have a lot of shit to take from this one too because the players have to perform. The coach can only do so much. But not being here for the whole week definitely attributed to how this team played on on Saturday. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean. You know, they can say, well, it's a plug-and-play kind of team. Doesn't matter who's coaching, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, like you said, if the coach isn't there, how does he know what's going on the field during practice? Maybe there's something he would have noticed. Where's the guy to motivate the team the whole week? I, I think we keep seeing that Sasha's not the motivator. He's oh. just not the – maybe he's on the field, but he's definitely not off the field. They, they, they don't have that guy. And then your coach is gone the entire week. So who's getting these guys up for this game besides – well, we, we honestly hate them, and we it's a home game, blah, 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 blah. Your captain's quiet, and your coach is gone. Mm-hmm. The former captain so, yeah, had I, more I, to say about this game, it seems, than anybody else on the team. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it looks terrible. It looks absolutely terrible. Uh, and again, we said it looks like you have a foot out the door just waiting for some job to open up. It, it, it's, it looks bad. It really does. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see how he can. I mean, on the one hand, I don't I don't know exactly what he can say. Um, that would wouldn't be controversial in this. Uh, even if he did take all the blame, it'd be like, you know, it, it would absolutely be. It would just be just as buzzworthy. Um, but I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I you take a week off um, to go job hunting, essentially. Um, you know, before a crucial derby match, it doesn't look good. It looks terrible. Um, you know, I, I pretty much can't really add too much more that you guys haven't already said. Um, you know, it, it's kind of – you could say, hey, you know, Chris Armis is um, – he's got the ability to uh, implement the game plan and everything. But you know what? Sometimes assistants just aren't as good as the head coach. I mean, I'm reminded of the Giants in the early 90s when uh, they – Switch from Bill Parcells to Ray Hanley. I mean, Ray Hanley was oh, Bill Parcells' guy, but he couldn't do the job. He couldn't do the job as well as Bill. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, and uh, for what it's worth, it kind of sucks because, uh, you know, all those rumors said Armis was the next head coach. And while it is only one game, it's not exactly a, a stellar, uh, um, stellar look for him, saying, you know, he was the one who prepared the team all week. All right, so should we get the part two? Should we get to the Sasha talk? Let's go to Sasha. Let me just go right into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, I mean, first point, uh, Chivas USA caliber Sasha collection, uh, that did get him a job in Europe. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say it wasn't that terrible. Um, that all being said, uh, he is playing extraordinarily poorly right now. Um, you know, and... 
I, I, you know, him thinking he's one of the best box box midfielders. I mean, he certainly, uh, certainly could think that the last two years. Um, this year, definitely not as much. Um, you know, he didn't even get a look in a gold cup roster that's uh, filled with a lot of B caliber team, uh, players right now. Um, you know, so yeah, I don't know what it's going to take to get him on, on, Locked. It may be uh, to strip him of the armband, take that responsibility away from him, give it to somebody who's fiery like Robles, um, you know, because he's, you know, start simplifying it for him. That, that's the only thing I can think of um, because, yeah, this team just looks like a shell that form its former self right now um, with him as the captain and then he himself as a player on the field. I get the feeling that, the future of the team has got to be Sasha playing a defensive midfielder and then going off and signing an actual uh, attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's going to be priority number one because, oh, and I hate to say it because look how good he was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the way this team's been playing, I mean, he's suffering from everything else that's going on with the team with wing play that sucks, you know, and you lose the wing play, he becomes one man who they just shut him down, and then it's all over. Mm-hmm. You know, and they want to, you know, people screaming and yelling at Bradley Ray Phillips. How's he not, how's he getting the ball? He's barely getting the ball. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's tough. I, I feel like he's a man on an island. His corners were terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Two in particular flew past everybody. At one point, mm-hmm. um, he's taken a lot of free kicks, which I didn't understand because Felipe was so good at the free kicks last year. I don't know why he's getting those all of a sudden. It's just, I, I think we all want to dump on Sasha, but it, it's definitely not him. It's just a combination that things are just not going well. And yeah. if they got to put him in the back and bring in someone new, I mean, they got to do something. They, they got to score. They're not scoring. Yeah. Something has to change. They can't keep running the same team out and expect different results. Big question is who do you bring in? <clears throat> I don't know. Xavi Alonso at 25 years old. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to not conduct on this question because you guys did enough of it, but because I agree with all of it anyway. What pisses me off is it is it's – the whole defensive midfield can't seem to understand how to get the ball into the box. Regardless of whoever's on the end of it, they can't seem to get the ball into the box on a consistent basis. In both the NYCFC game and the Philly Open Cup game, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about, how many times did you see Bradley Phillips at either midfield or farther back trying to collect the ball to jumpstart the offense? It was running down the wings. He's a fucking target striker. He is not supposed to be at midfield trying to start the play for you. That's Sasha Kleshin. That's Felipe. That's Adams. That's your wingbacks. That's every other fucking guy on the field except Robles. And none of them could do it in any either game. That's that's the the last Dax McCarty. One guy is not going to fix this at this point. I don't know no, what the no, no, no. is, but one guy is not the answer. 
Yeah, it's well, lost. It is lost. And it is lost. I mean, Dax McCarty was able, uh, you know, he would make the pass from deep, uh, split defenders and, uh, get it to Sasha and a dangerous point. And Sasha would then find a open Bradley Ray Phillips and neither Felipe or, uh, Adams is doing that. I mean, for all the good Adams is doing, um, he has shown a lot of potential. Um, uh, I think his defensive work, but his passing game is certainly not there yet. Um, you know, and you can only hope. Uh, that it will grow because uh, Dash McCarty's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, the way, the way I look at everything is that we basically have a bunch of square pegs around holes. Some of them would make sense if the hole was the right size. Like Daniel Royer makes sense in theory. And there are moments where he does the, his job. The problem is there's too much other shit going wrong that he never gets a chance to really do his job consistently. Same with Ray Phillips. Honestly, even like Kamar Lawrence, like you want to have Kamar Lawrence basically play as a midfielder? Fine. He can fucking do it. We've seen him this year make that pass to get onto Ray Phillips. But you're not giving him the ball in the right spot. When Bradley Ray Phillips is the one making an overlapping run on the wing, overlapping... Of all people, Kamar Lawrence, of course you're not going to fucking score. You don't have your goal score in the fucking six-yard box to hit the pass. Like, it, yeah, but Jay, they have wow. so many other scoring forwards on the team. What are you worried about? <laughs> where are they? On the fucking bench. That's where. <laughs> no, I think they went back to Europe. They went Brandon back Allen <laughs> led the U.S. in goals last year. And he hasn't even given a sniff at first team. Why not? No. I, if you're going to fucking suck this much... Put the fucking young that's guy a, in. Yeah, that's... Just, I, just try shit. You're already below the playoff line. What's the worst that can happen? You're going to go farther away from it and miss the playoffs anyway? No. Fucking try. Do something. Change it up. You're going to run the same goddamn 11 guys out there who can't fucking consistently do anything? No. Fuck that shit. Marsh needs to change shit now. I don't know exactly what, but he needs to do something because nothing's working. He changed the, the formation of the Philly game and that looked great for all of 10 minutes, and then it went to hell. Fucking Philly. Yeah. Came back and, yeah. and put us on. And if it wasn't for Ryan Mara and a goddamn post again in Open Cup, we would have lost that game. Yep. It looked, they looked great for those opening 10 minutes, though, didn't they? Oh, yeah. They I looked, looked great. Like, they were a so bonfire. fucking great with zero goals. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It was, it was Red Bull uh, looking awesome, attack, 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 nothing. Uh, get a goal just before the half. Nothing, 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 nothing. Give up a goal. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Thank God, uh, Ryan Mara made a save. I don't even know if they got it. Yeah. They got a shot in the first in those first ten minutes. Uh, I don't think so. But good God, I've never seen so many chances. All right, I'm gonna. Go, I'm looking at you guys. Talk. I'm looking at that Philly game now because because <laughs> in, in, in the NYC game, it took eighty goddamn minutes to get a shot on goal, and it was Kamar Lawrence of all people. Yeah. That, I mean, that's brutal. Brutal. 80 minutes at home in front of a big crowd. And that is, that's rough. But, you know, I actually, ha- I did have the feeling that uh, Ryan Mayer was going to make a save in, in the Open Cup. Though. You just had that inkling. He was going to make one. I just didn't think all of our guys were actually going to uh, score. I... Sorry, I was having some technical difficulties. I'm back. Uh, yeah, uh, so I didn't really even hear anything you said, but uh, 
Good. Good. Basically, okay. open fuck cup. everything on this Who team. Cares? That's the summation of what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they, you know, I think the last point that we need to get to the email says the transfer window can't come sooner, and I agree, but I also don't expect this team to do anything in the transfer window. I expect them to be like, ah, we're just going to stay the course because we're cheap as fuck and don't want to spend any money. It. I feel like they're like the New York Mets this year, okay? I don't know if you guys are Mets fans, but this is this what happened with the Mets last year. Their catcher sucked, and their bullpen sucked, okay? So they had two things they clearly had to take care of. You know what they did? Nothing. They did nothing. And that's that's what I feel the Red Bulls are going to do. You clearly have points that they have to address. Uh, they, still need, they still need another central defender, and they need some kind of secondary scoring option or our attacking midfielder. Of those, maybe some guy from like another second division team. That that's all I see. It's going to happen. That's on your fucking roster already, right? I mean, my and thought would be and led a secondary league in scoring the year before. Actually, yeah, I, I was I would say if you really want to troll New York City FC fans, go after Quadrupoco, who's right now playing for Miami FC. Ooh, he's attacking midfielder. He was. Yeah, I mean, he was basically played out of uh, New York because of Frank Lampard. Um, he's been lighting up NASL or US. I don't know what league at you, uh, Miami FC is in. So, um, you know, he's being attacking midfield. The thing is, if you do that, then you're either trading Felipe or question because I don't see them. Not trading back. Felipe. He just resigned a new contract. So they, <laughs> Dax did too. So that's him. Him. But he's that's also. True. He's a Marsh guy, so I mean, so you're right. probably trading question because um, you're not going to put either one of those guys on the bench. And I think at this point, you're not putting Adams on the bench either. Um, you're going to let that kid work through his work through his growing pains. Um, and, you know, and he, and Adams deserves it too. Yeah, and uh, so, but in the whole the whole change thing, I mean, really, it's transfer window or trades is your only way. I mean, there's nothing on this team, there's nothing on the bench that we haven't seen that uh, is going to change things. Derek Etienne lighting up USL. Every time we've seen him in MLS, he doesn't do anything. Gonzalo Verón shows a flash here or there. Other times, go, you know, every, other times pretty much goes to sleep. Um, you know, Sean Davis, adequate at best. Um, you know, Brandon Allen, I mean, I've, I've certainly heard uh, Matt Doyle kind of be like, eh, I don't see him as MLS quality, uh, as good as he's been USL. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you got to hold out hope for that. And if it doesn't happen, I just think that's that's how this team is going to be now. They're they're just going to go youth, and they're going to hope that the growing pains this year are going to, uh, you know, lead to better success next year. Um, you know, it, it's very possible we are now the Everton of uh, New York. Um, you know, the team that does it on the cheap, and you know, tries to get the kids in as opposed to the big signings like Liverpool. How did, I mean, how did Brandon Allen not even... Say that again, you broke up. I'm oh, sorry, how did Brandon Allen not at least get a chance in the Open Cup game? He probably should have. Jesse Marsh, there's your answer. 30 people showed up to the game, and that's when you play these young guys. I, I don't know. makes no sense to me. I don't get it. Uh, there, there's the question marks. That's it. 
because Marsh is apparently doing whatever the fuck he wants now and doesn't care about the actual outcome because he knows Please. he's because he knows at some point he's heading to um, Europe. So who's going to want him? Apparently, Red Bull loves him. Um, um, even if Red Bull doesn't yeah. take him, I'm sure there's like some four, third or fourth division team that'll take him. And oh, that'll be an upgrade. Well. I mean, that's what happens to people from New York. They leave to go to better opportunities and then don't do anything. And then come back to MLS and just fuck us over royally. So, in five in, in five to ten years, when, when Marsh comes back and is coaching, uh, say, D.C. United, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll love it when they're winning. Oh, yeah. So, let's try to talk about... Wait, is it actually... Because I have to ask this. Is there anything we even want to talk about in terms of liking from NYC? Oh, from that game? No, that game was pure trash. No, it was absolute trash. Uh, the only thing I liked was the uh, the tifo. That's it. <laughs> Maybe because I helped make it, but you know that, that's <laughs> not it. Here's my question: Do we know if any seats were taken? Uh, not that I know of. I didn't read anything. I, I think they mostly behaved themselves. Oh, hey, can we can we also sh- can we also shit on the idiot fans who decided to throw things on the field? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah. I will say they were uh, shown the door when that happened. They were not members of the supporters clubs. I'm sure they just got the old cheap tickets, you know, online, whatever, showed up, were assholes, and uh, threw shit. But, yeah, they were thrown out. And people wonder why they don't give us bottle caps. That's why. Mm. Yeah. That would have hurt. If, if it hit anything, it would have been hurt a lot more with a bottle cap on it. Yeah. So, again, you know, I – it makes me sick when I see our fans act like jackasses. And listen, Indeed. I have to say, listen, I understand the frustration. I thought, I, I, when I first thought that was a penalty call, I still think it might have, it might have, could have been a penalty call, but don't throw shit on the field. That's just stupid. Yep. Because now, if you want back in, you need to take a course on how to be a good fan. <laughs> yeah, that always goes well. All right, uh, the Philly game, one-one yeah. in regulation, no goal scored in extra time. So go to penalty kicks, five-four with Ryan Mara making a great save that I think actually hit the post, then came back and hit his foot before he he did a Brontan Brodor scorpion kick. Is that, <laughs> that what it was? But I mean, I when I was yeah. watching it live, it looked like he just hit the post and bounced away. But the camera behind the goal made it seem like it bounced off the post and hit his foot. Or am I wrong about that? No, I mean, he made the save. Yeah, I think he made the save or ricocheted off of – maybe that's when it ricocheted off the bar and then off his foot and out. That's that's what it looked like from the camera behind the the goal. I don't know. It was really weird. But Ryan Mara coming up with a big save. And once again, the fucking post helping us in regulation time from this game becoming a, a loss in regulation. So, thank you, I mean, Yeah, yeah, seriously. If if the Red Bulls win the Open Cup, they need to give uh, the goalposts an MVP award. Because <laughs> it's literally been... The, 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 uh, the postseason awards will be goalposts and own goal. There you go. I mean, It'll I think... Goal, actually, now I think about it, own goal might be in like the top five for the Red Bulls in goal scored. Because they have two out of the 17. <laughs> And the post has three. Post and crossbar had three saves. So 
I, I think it's BWP Royer own goal. I'm gonna look that up now because I'm curious. <laughs> but so, we'll just see if either anyone besides those two guys has more than a goal. Taxi has one, right? All right, we'll find out. I don't. I don't think Felipe has a goal. I mean, when they don't, when you're only scoring a goal a game, and they still haven't scored three goals or more in a game. Nope. How do you, how does how do you not even luck into that? How do you not fluke into three goals? I don't know. I, I really don't. So let's see. Top scores right now. In in MLS play, it goes in this order, right? Phillips with eight, Royer with four, Mule with two, own goal with two. Is, <laughs> so own goal is tied for third in MLS. Nice. And nice. And the only other goals scored outside MLS was one by Royer in the Open Cup and one by uh, one by Clashing because last night. And then right. one by Ray Phillips in Champions League. So own goals is still tied for third in overall season goals. They have two goals total in two home Open Cup games. Yep. Against Philly, trash bag team, and the Smurfs. Yep. Playing playing their full lineup. Yep. Against the Philly team, by the way, that's let in 20 goals in 16 games. And New York City FC, 20 goals in 17 games. So it's not like the teams aren't scored on. I can't wait till we go up to New England and lose. Yep. Because that's that's happening 100%. Oh, for sure. Trash football. You know what's sad? Clushin has one more goal than the other teams have. Or sorry, one more assist. In comparison to goals that have been scored by the team for us, this was oh. the assist leader in MLS, and he's at three. He's at three. He's not even the assist leader on the Red Bulls right now. <laughs> that's Clash. Uh, that's a uh, Kumar Lawrence. Brutal. So, what a season so far. What is great? Season? Great fucking job, Red Bulls. On, ha- on starting twenty seventeen off right. Yeah. My only saving grace right now is that the bakery has has given me lots of hours to put in. <laughs> I haven't had to read the trash about how bad this team is. There's a lot of it. Although I did see Paul Paul Torino write for four four two, basically saying that at this point the Chicago uh, Dax trade was a bust for the Bulls, and I absolutely agree. Well, duh, we got money they for it. They, they, they didn't use it. Go ahead. Right. Exactly. Right. Use it. Of course, it's a bus. And and Chicago is currently sitting second in the East, one point behind Toronto. Yeah, seriously. I mean, Paul Turin. I know he's a big deal, but uh, it wasn't exactly a stretch. You know, Dax McCarty goes to the second place team. Rebels get money they don't use. Right. Of course, it fucking didn't. It's a bus. Yeah. That part is not rocket scientist or rocket science there. Oh, By the way, did either, either one of you realize Aaron Long also left that game with an injury? Yeah, I said it. Yeah, he mentioned it. Okay, maybe that's when I was having the uh, glitches. No, that's at the very beginning, and you were screaming at the top of the lungs about it. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, it's going about Colin, not long. You, you said two, two center backs. Anyway, so anything that you guys dislike about the Philly game? Yeah, they won. Now they have to risk more injuries for another fucking stupid, pointless game. Because, like, five five people would get on the internet. What were they rambling about? I'm not even sure if that was a positive or negative ramble. I'm annoyed with all the people who think that a game that's attended by 30 people is important. And so important that we have to risk starters uh, who did get hurt. Um, yeah, so. Can I, give you, can I give you one reason why it is important? Nah, sure, but I'm not going to agree with you. One reason. There's only two ways to get into the next uh, qualifying uh, Champions League tournament. Two ways. Mm. MLS Cup, Open Cup. Yeah. What happened to the other two That's spots? That's it. Yeah, but I'm because of the way everything's getting finagled for the next year, they they only uh, putting in like two spots. Supporters Shield is like two years, two spots. We talked we talked about this. Go listen to your own show. We did, we had yeah. this discussion. Was well, it on a show that I wasn't on because that would explain a lot? No, no, it was it was quite a while ago. Well, there's also that I don't have a good memory about this show anymore. So, if you want one reason why you you want to win the cup, that's one reason to win the cup. That's all I can give you. Trophy, yeah. I guess. It's not so hard to argue the CCL is important as much as I used to. Because, again, people don't show up. If you want – I mean, we, we said it during the CCL matches. If you want it to matter, show up. You know what? People aren't showing up for regular games, so. Well, at least we at least get 15 for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what garbage. Can we, can we move along? Can we move along? Okay. Uh, predictions, I'm not even going to go into the prediction stands because one, I didn't update it, and two, none of us got it right anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. God um, forbid I think they score three goals and win a game. God forbid I think they score one goal and win a game. <laughs> or no, just score a goal. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Good that, grief. That, that's my hope for the next, for, for any game now on, is that we score at least a goal. That yeah. is my hope. I am. Don't get your hopes up for next week. At this point, I'm not even hoping for wins. I'm hoping for a goal to show up. Because the goal is the only way you win is by scoring. So. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna call up own goal. See if we can get him back on the field for uh, next week's game. I was gonna say, hopefully he shows up because the Red Bulls are gonna need all the help they can fucking get when they go to New England, a place they haven't really won much. Any, I think one win in the history at Gillette. And they yeah, suck whatever on, it is, it's, and it's they not good. suck on the road to begin with. So, I think we all know this is going. We're going to call this a loss, but let's go through the bullshit anyway. <laughs> you can tell let's, how much I fucking think this thing's going to happen. These things are going to happen for the rebels right now. Let's get our bullshit on. I, 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 I hope somebody is like counting the number of times I dropped the f bomb. So I'm kind of curious. I think I'm in like the twenty, the twenty range <laughs> right now. Um. Anyway, July fifth. Rebels are traveling to New England to take on the Revolution. 7.30 p.m. start time. MSG, hopefully proper because it's the summer, but bullshit, NBA. There could be Knicks D-League on. You don't know, Jay. Or is, this, is the summer league in, in swing yet? Because I'm pretty sure that would happen, too. Sure. Um, predictions. Pat, what do you think going to happen? We're going to lose. <laughs> I, should, I should just ask. I should just ask. I should have asked what you think the score of their loss was going to be because that would have been easier. 
Uh, three nothing. They have no defense right now. Um, and even if Juan Agudelo and Kellen Rowe Ro are in uh, national team camp, I just this team is playing so poorly. Uh, and the fact that I just think what you know our starting center back tandem might be Damian, a you know not his former self, Damian Paranel. And I mean, I think the last time Long and Colin were out, it was uh, Sal Zizzo who lined up in the center. So. Um, yeah, uh, I don't have much hope for this team doing well up in New England. If you thought losing to the Smurfs was bad, just prepare yourself for the next four games. <laughs> it's really, really going to suck. And starting with this, they're definitely losing one nothing. Uh, then they'll probably lose again the next week in New England in the Open Cup, making these home wins completely uh, worthless. And then they're going to play midweek against San Jose. So that'll be a real treat. Maybe they get a point out of that. Uh, then they go to Minnesota. Oh, dear God, if they lose that game. Yeah, it's going to be real fun. Uh, when does the transfer window open? The 10th of next month? Is it July 10th? Good question. Oh, let's transfer window. Maybe they can buy a ball shooting machine. Maybe that can actually hit the target. Or at least get a shot on target. So, yeah, I think this game's going to suck. And I definitely think they're losing because it's it's in New England. Uh, their road form absolutely blows. Uh, they can't score. And unless Jesse shows us com- something completely different in this lineup, I, I just – I don't know. I don't see it happening. Transfer window is July 10th to August 9th. Okay. Oh, man. That's yeah. going to be fun. Yep. So you're saying one nothing loss? Oh yeah. This is how much I think the Red Bulls are just absolutely terrible right now. Four nothing. I I don't know. Luis Luis Robles can't keep saving like four goals a game. Like that's just it, it's impossible. I mean I know he's a good a, a good goalkeeper and that's why the Red Bulls resigned him, but you can't expect him to be Superman three times a game consistently. It, you, you just can't ask that of anybody, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if honestly, if Robles slid in like four or five, fuck it, I don't care because you know what he deserves to to not. I mean, that's that's my way of saying it. But like, if he if he screws up this game, fine. Everybody else screws up every other fucking game, so whatever. If one for him is not a big deal. You know, I was when I came home from work. I was actually okay. And I started talking about this. Now you're having terrible flashbacks. I, I was so pissed off when I watched the game, and, and so I, I was, of course, of course, I was at a family party during the game on Saturday because I'm in New Jersey, which means I can't go to the game because of some family commitment. Because that's just how things are, are this year, right? So I finally get to watch it. On Sunday, huh. and I'm just sitting there, just gradually and gradually being like, I really wish we were recording tonight. I really wish we were recording tonight because I'm just so fucking angry at this game. I want to talk about it now. <laughs> and, and, eventually, and, then and then, so I'm at like an eight or nine, and then work goes, and that pretty, pretty much brings you down to like a one because I just forget about it. Because when you work till seven, eight o'clock every night during the week, it kind of gets, you forget about everything else that happens. And then today, I went from a 
one, like straight to a ten as we start talking about this. I somehow talked myself past the level I was at on Sunday and went to the highest I could go. Thank Birds you. To kill Thank rising. you, Red Bulls. <laughs> Thank you, Red Bulls, for making me get angry. Well, they're doing something right. I mean, I guess that proves I still like the team because I, if I was indifferent, that would be worse. Anyway. Don't worry. We'll get there by the end of the season. What, me being indifferent? All of us. I'll be indifferent. Uh, if, that happens, sucks, if, that happens, if that happens, I'm pretty sure the podcast is over. So, uh, Anyway. Uh, so other shit that's happening this week. The United States has a friendly against Ghana and Connecticut on Saturday, July 1st. That game is 4.45 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, game on ESPN, UDN, and Unimas. Unimas. Uh, it's the warm-up before the Gold Cup that will start a week later. Uh, so, Pat, as our resident United States guy, I know you haven't written in a while, but you are still the resident guy. <laughs> what should fans look out for from Bruce Arena in the lead-up to the Gold Cup? Uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see which players uh, get a run out. Um, you know, that'll give you an idea of what uh, Bruce is probably going to be looking at uh, come the actual competition. I mean, this it is a B team. It is a lot of uh, – some are World Cup qualifier regulars. Uh, many are not. I think Bruce is just trying to see what he's got in some of these young guys, see if they can really make any impact uh, on the remaining qualifiers leading up to the World Cup. Um, probably the most interesting player uh, to keep an eye out on is Kenny Saif, who plays for Ghent. He was born in Florida, lived here for three years, then moved to Israel. Um, you know, but he made the one-time switch, which means he can only play for the United States um, from here on out. Um, you know, he's you know he's got Champions League experience uh, playing for Ghent. Um, you know, so he's a left-sided midfielder. Although many say he's pretty, he could pretty much play almost all over the field, possibly even left back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he would do. Uh, I would say expect to see him get over on out. Um, and I guess for Red Bull fans, I mean, you know, you'll probably, I think we'll get a heavy dose of Dax McCarty, um, with Michael Bradley not on this roster. And, uh, Matt Miazga is back in the fold. So maybe he'll get a run out or two at, uh, center back. But, um, overall, it's, it's not, I mean, it'd be great. I mean, Mexico is bringing a B team too. So it certainly leaves the opportunity for the U.S. to, at least get a trophy. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it, it, this really is a testing ground. Uh, Bruce is really using this testing ground this tournament for sure. So this is a game put on if you're bored and have nothing else to do. Well, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious about all the, if you want to see what the kids, the future uh, looks like, it's uh, probably worth watching. I mean, it's a Saturday afternoon when the Rebels aren't playing, so might as well. Yeah. Uh, have they been playing at all this this year? Who? The Red Bulls. I mean, that's debatable. I mean, they didn't play last weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's debatable. On the bright side, you, you might see a team win. So there's always that. Cool. Uh, speaking of the United States, though, as we uh, go into the underground, figured this is, fits the U.S. stuff. Uh, Jesse Gonzalez, who is the Dallas goalkeeper, uh, this week got approval from FIFA. To switch his association from Mexico to the United States. 
So a little bit of a coup there, getting a guy off the Mexican roster onto the United States side. Uh, and like Pat just said, that means that he won't be able to play for anybody else. Huh. America. Which that Mexico. I feel I feel sorry for him because Timmy Howard's gonna play for like another five years. I'll <laughs> be Robo Timmy Howard before he like he quits. But uh what he didn't make the initial twenty three man because of that transfer or that transfer came in um late. So but that because he was on the initial forty man, from my understanding, that does mean he could show up in the knockout rounds when you're allowed to switch out, I think like six players. Um so Okay. There's still a chance we might see him play in this uh, Gold Cup as well. All right. Good. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, Luis Robles and Felipe were given new contracts. Well deserved for Robles, for sure. And hopefully that means they're actually going to bring somebody in because they restructured cap space. But. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Mike Grella out for the rest of the year with any injury. That sucks. Yep. I mean, he wasn't playing well this year, presumably because he was hurt, but uh, he at least was, when he's at top form, he's good for a few goals, so that is bad. And and at least to yeah. make opposing defenses honor him on the, the wing, so. Mm. Right, I mean, at least the one good news is that uh, you're, you're not forcing – um, the team's hand to play someone else to maybe go fill that spot because now there is there's a guaranteed open spot with him being done for the year. Does he actually come off the roster, off the cap hits? I don't remember how that works. I don't know, but I'm just saying there's a guy that's not going to be playing, so someone's going to have to step up. So, all right. Uh, quick side note because I have Twitter open. God knows why I have Twitter open right now. You, we can no longer troll uh, NYCFC fans. Guys, come on. Uh, we just lost 2 nothing at home in a terrible and, fashion. Right? You, you have to at least hold it for a week. Like, don't... Come on. Nah, I'm going to keep making fun of them. We still do have more wins. I, I just don't like them, so I'm just going to keep making fun of them. Yeah, and when have they ever followed the same rule? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, anything else for stepping ground? Yeah. Uh, speaking of losing, Sky Blue did a lot of that this week, unfortunately. So we've had no luck at all. Uh, they lost in Chicago two one, but even worse, uh, they lost at home when they had a two one lead, and they lost three two to Orlando. Uh, they had an awesome, awesome bicycle kick. I don't remember the player's name. Jen's going to kill me. Um, but, man, have, having a 2-1 lead and losing 3-2 just sucks. Really, really sucks. So uh, they're in North Carolina this Saturday against the uh, Courage. I mean, they can win a road game, right? We can't, but hopefully they can. I mean, somebody's got to win a road game. Yeah. Um. I guess uh, one other fun little fact, um, hopefully uh, well, Mexico lost in a tournament that people probably care less about uh, than the Open Cup, the Confederations Cup, 4-1 to Germany, um, coupling that with their draw at Azteca against the United States. I'm kind of hoping 
Uh, even though they have qualifying pretty much locked up, I'm kind of hoping they're in their usual chaotic uh, pre-World Cup swing, which would be nice. That's right, Juan Carlos Osorio is the coach. Yeah, yeah, our favorite. All right, anything else? Uh, that's it for Dumping Ground. That, you got anything else? I'm done. So that means time for the Terrible Team of the Week. Yeah. I, and I'm I'm going to get on the Open Cup train here and uh, have a little laugh at Chicago, who lost to the greatest powerhouse the U.S. Open Cup has ever seen, and that's Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati. Man, what a team. Uh, but they've actually knocked out two MLS sides. You know, right. impressive. In front of big crowds, which we certainly don't know anything about. Uh, but they actually have really good crowds going on there. And they beat, they beat Chicago 3-1, and I think two of the goals were in the uh, extra time. Yeah, it's, uh, the only thing that sucks is now the two remaining lower division teams play each other in the next round, so one of them will be knocked out. Yeah, but one of them will definitely move on. See? That's true. Positives. Positives. Nah, this is a negative show. Sticking with the <laughs> negative. That's it. That's all I got, Jay. All right. I assume we're done then. We are dig diggity done. Means I can go do something and not be angry. Well, yes. not angry at the moment, anyway. Not, not angry at the team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this up. Uh, you can visit us onceometric.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Patreon.com slash red bull rant. Throw a few bucks our way to help us support the show. You can email us like uh, Chris from Kingston, New York did uh, at red bull rant at gmail.com. If you wanted to call us and have your voice be heard, and yell about whatever the hell you want because God knows this team does nothing for us. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show. At Doc the Stooge for myself. At PMACD82 for Pat. At the Truman for Truman. You can find us pretty much anywhere a podcast is found. If you can't, then you're not listening to our show anyway. So whatever. Right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last words before we get out of here. Don't suck. That's it. That's all I can say at this point. Just don't suck. Bring on the gold cup. Give me a break from Red Bulls. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 229. I'm not going to say go Red Bulls as always because I just want a goal. That's all I want yeah. is a goal. Peace out, I guess. Wait.